0: At Vertex, we know the pace of global commerce is increasing, which makes managing tax more complex. And your enterprise systems weren't built to handle that tax complexity. This is where we come in with our platform that enables continuous compliance, giving you more transparency, improved accuracy, and better confidence in your tax data. To learn more about continuous compliance, visit vertexinc.com.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com
0: slash weight loss.
1: Hello, welcome to episode thirty-one of the Autocar podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Pryor, and him, Steve Propply. Hello, Steve. Morning, Matthew. How are, are you? Right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, you join us. Once again, in the automotive broom cupboard at work, as we're going to talk the next half an hour or so about our respective autocar columns and much more besides, you can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com is the email. James Morgan has done that. Uh, He says some very nice things about the podcast. Thanks very much, James. But then says, you know, we talked about the Ineos Grenadier the other week and its steering in particular. Yeah. Yeah. James says it reminds us they use yeah recirculating ball steering in the Grenadier which is unusual these days which is why it doesn't self which is one why it's particularly slow and vague and yeah. two why it doesn't self-centre um, at all and James wonders if the reason is because it does that. it's traditionally it doesn't buck around so much off-road and bang your thumbs
0: yeah the kickback the thing, thing that, yeah. that I, I saw his letter, and I think it is a valid point, and i I'll bet you that that's what they would say to us. yeah, it's just that the day before you and I were both driving a Jeep, which has got much quicker steering and mm. works pretty well, and yeah. Jeep have been doing it for a while, and- they have.
1: yeah, and Land Rover <laughs> have been doing it for a bit, and they tend to it doesn't since the ad- ad- advance of heavily assisted steering systems and particularly electric power steering, I just don't ever get that steering wheel bucking and breaking your thumbs off-road no. issue that you know I used to read about 30 years ago well oh, make sure you keep your thumbs on the outside of the wheel rim and blah 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 it's just not no. I don't know I just don't think it's I think no. it, that that problem has been engineered out of
0: yeah they might off-roaders. be being a uh, perhaps they're being a bit um um sort of unnecessarily safe because mm. uh other people have found better ways around it that make the thing a better road car I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, let's... Still a show. good car, though. Still a good car. Interesting. I still haven't driven one, but I still want to.
0: You need to be in there.
1: And we need to do a big off-road mega test. We need to hire a quarry for the day and take all the best... Can I come? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love those days. They're mm. as much fun to me as a track day. Yeah. Because you just hoon around. It's slow. It's challenging. You don't annoy anybody with the noise and everything else. It's just... Yeah. Great
0: Yeah, days. isn't it interesting? It's also interesting how how technique matters you know you 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 attempt an obstacle in one way and fail Yeah. and then you attempt it in another way and it succeeds gloriously and yeah, exactly. uh, it's
1: great fun that yeah isn't great it? fun really good days so those anyway yeah so that will be coming at some point in the future uh, over at autocar which you can find plug alert you can find us on digital subscription in the MAG uh, print magazine, as it has been every week since 1895, there is also a website with news and reviews on it, which is autocar.co.uk. Hey, actually, Steve, you know, we used to talk about, I talked about, because I'm stupid, this, this podcast being called my, your column being called my motoring week. Yeah. Which is what I thought it used to be called. Yeah. I was on exact editions, which is the, one of the ways you can read the MAG, Digitally the other day, and I searched for some search term for a story I was writing, and it pulled up a column of yours well, a page that your column was on from about 1991 (laughs) when it was called My Motoring Week. So I didn't know which I so I was right, it had at some point it was called My Motoring Week and it changed to A Week in Car. Yeah, but what that means is uh, if you subscribe to Autocar on exact editions, you can find some older. Magazines are the the archive that we launched last year is currently offline, but on Exact Editions they are currently rolling out quite a lot of the old back issues. Oh. And I don't know if that's official news yet, but if you if you subscribe official now, that, mate, yeah, official now. And if you subscribe to it and you search some old terms, it's brilliantly searchable. It's yeah, really terrific. The, the page layout is good. It's really first class. I think that's how I that's how I read the mag. Good, good thing. Anyway, on with the pod. Uh, your column starts Monday, British Motor Museum, one of my favourite cars, the Ariel Atom V8.
0: Oh, well, <clears throat> it's. do you believe that that car is now 12, I think either 12 or 13 years old now? I can't believe that. 480 horsepower, 550, I think it is, kilograms, so therefore 850 bhp per tonne. Yeah. Just a superb uh, um, flight of fancy by the Simon Saunders and his blokes at Ariel mm. and... and uh, they just did it because they can do it, and they, they're wonderful people who just see no boundaries. Mm. But we, we're, um, no secret, I'm, I've known him for 30 years, we're mates. Yeah. We're, um, we were having a chat the other day, and I, in my proud role as a trustee at the BMMI, British Motor Museum, Gaydon, I um, conned him into lending us an, an Ariel Atom V8 for, um, for about six months or longer, if he can't find any garaging for, for uh, and he delivered it the other day, and it looks really well sitting there in amongst, sitting right next to a Model T with the first MG nearby. And oh, super. So it's uh, it's a lovely picture, and yeah. and um, it'll you know apparently it's already going down a storm, as you can imagine, with because uh, they they get a pretty young audience at this time of the year. Loads of school kids of come through, and of course they're all absolutely mesmerised by an atom. But yeah. this is the, the the sort of wings and you know mad rubber and you know nose spoiler and all the nonsense. you it's know. a so. terrific car, isn't it? It's, <laughs> so, did you have a go? Briefly, yeah. uh, I, I didn't have the. Um, can I say I I'd never gonads to give it the, <laughs> the honest to god beans, but uh, but it felt pretty potent. Yeah,
1: we did a full eight page road test of it at Myra Proving Ground, so it did lap times and and everything, and it was easier to get heat into the rear tires than the fronts put it that that way (laughs) because and that was a that was the 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 thing that they the boys from aero said at the time they said look you know we didn't want to put two we didn't want to fudge it by putting fake rubber on the front so that you'd heat it up on circuit i mean if you use that car on track you can use whatever tires you like but they said we've delivered it to you on its standard road tires so you will find it hard to get heat into the front tires as quickly as the rears so it might push on a bit but once they're up to once everything's up to temperature it will be fine any astonishing i thought astonishing may amazing noise so fast just yeah. so fast but engaging all the time a nice well. gearbox i liked yeah, all that great gearbox. yeah
0: and the yeah i had a bit of a go around around uh, crooken where it was built mm. and uh, that was good fun
1: yeah it was too cheap, wasn't it? One hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Yeah. And uh, yes, I remember them saying, "Yeah, actually, yeah, we should have charged a bit more for that because the cost of it had that Sadev rally rally gearbox and the V8 is sort of motorbike derived." Yeah, it? two high,
0: two Suzuki Hayabusas. Yeah. With the the original Hayabusa was thirteen hundred, and then people started putting them together on one crankcase, which right. made it two point six. Mm. But this is made by I think Hartley is it in America oh yeah okay. which is, and, and it's a three liter yeah but I mean 480 horsepower from three liters no turbo no quite highly stressed yeah I was in my top three garage
1: my three-car dream garage for some time still sometimes is on yeah, those, yeah. Days, those days
0: and it's all 13 years ago the that thing that sense. I liked I'll just chuck this in do yeah uh, um Simon is embraced the whole business of owning Ariel. Mm. Aerial's a very old company. You know, it started with James Starley built I believe built the first diamond frame bicycle.
1: That's right. It's the safety
0: bicycle. Is it? Yeah. But um he's obviously only owned it for the last few decades, mm. but he but he's got old bicycles and penny farthings and God knows what. And he also owns two the only two known Ariel twenties motor cars. Oh. And the the Ariel Atom V eight has moved out so that a space in his little museum is now occupied uh, by the latest, the latest uh, um, atom car. Which is, and the the joy of it is that both atom cars have only one door for everybody to get in. Mm. And I was saying to him, it's it's taken a century to hone the number of doors down from one to none. <laughs> <a nice> <laughs> Excellent.
1: There is a. You're right. There's a small museum down at Kruker and at the HQ, isn't there? Which yeah. Is they're running out of space in. Yeah. Is my understanding. Do you know the latest on the because they want to move somewhere bigger don't they Really, yeah they need to move somewhere bigger do you know what the latest is
0: I believe lots of negotiations with the council um, lots of uh, a site picked out Mm -hmm. but Simon is one of these people who um, over delivers and under claims things so Mm -hmm. he one day you and I are just going to hear that guess what we've got a new factory but but he's designing the place. He's oh, doing it, you know, in you know, a carbon neutral way. So there'll be a garden on the roof and all yeah. that sort of thing. And I believe his plan is to, is to have, you know, convert Ariel for all its magnificent performance emphasis mm. into a sustainable car company. That'll be cool.
1: It will be, knowing him, it will be terrific. And yeah, will like be beautifully so will get a phone call and they'll say, come down tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's finished. Come, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, come and have a look. A yeah. piece of cake. Yeah. I haven't seen you for the first few days this week because you have been away on your motorcycle.
0: Yeah, my, I've got this glorious tradition now of my son, my eldest son, John. We go um, for a little motorcycle tour. We This time, we just did three days around the Isle of Wight. Beautiful empty roads pre-Easter. Found the world's finest pub just down near the Needles. If I could rattle off the name, I would tell you, but I can't remember it. But it's, it turned out to be... a a pub with three rooms Mm -hmm. so not overcrowded yeah but a superb restaurant in the the, sort of quite a lot of big ground floor two genius chefs and a lot of fantastic seafood and we and pretty nice beer and we just we had such a good time I mean it's good hanging out with your your um, son anyway and he likes bikes I like bikes the place is lovely The, the weather was perfect but the point that I tried to make um, in the mag mag is is just that people who some people who don't ride bikes see a demarcation between cars and bikes. I know mm. you, you know you 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 will understand the point I'm trying to make. the 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 freedom, the open air, the precision of you know the passing speed and all the rest of it. I mean, it's it's quite easy to read across to a good car, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. You said to me earlier, it's. Not unlike driving an open car, yeah. is it? You know, it's a similar feeling to that, particularly.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean sort of caterums and bikes. I get a similar feeling from both. I mean, they are different. When people say, "Oh, it's the this car is the closest thing to a four wheel motorbike," I I don't it's necessarily buy twice. that. No. But but in terms of the yeah, in terms of that feel the fact that you can. Hear so much and smell so much yeah. as you pass through, and the focus, feel... isn't it? I mean, you're never listening well, so. to the
0: radio or any yeah, exactly. nonsense. You, you, yeah. you, uh, and there's something about being inside a helmet, which, um, which just is. There's this sort of lovely feeling of, I don't know, just, just you know what you, you know what you're there for. Mm. It's, a, yeah. it's a great feeling. Yeah, I not just so. transport.
1: No, I get a real yeah kick out of. It. I think motorcycling is still the, the, the favorite thing I do. In a way, yeah. And uh, there you go. Uh, yes, and you, as you say, if it's not too late, learn to ride. Yeah, it's a uh, my CBT, which is the compulsory basic training you have to do before getting on anything. With depending on your license and when you got it, anything of over fifty cc is that right? You drive at fifty cc without a CBT? Or I'm not even sure that, that. Not even that's... sure you can do that. Anymore. Yeah. Anyway, it was a great. I had a great day. Even if you have no intention of riding again. I think really good day out and I did mine at 23 I think and I just came out of it thinking I'm a better driver as a result of this Oh, am more aware you know yeah. of what's going that
0: on that business of watching the surface mm. and and also you know the left-hand bend thing the, where you you know if you if if you're going around a blind left-hand bend the thing you got to watch is is not to you know, be sure it's not going to tighten and you finish up in the opposing lane yeah. and all that stuff yeah. You know, but it can be harder to tighten the line in a bike, can't yeah. it? So you've got to be careful.
1: Yeah. On the subject of motoring hobbies, you I don't know, you felt reluctant, I think, to admit the other day. You said it was a bit sad. You take you take a deck chair out of the car. <laughs> well no. no, deck chair's a bit harsh. Yeah. A, that makes it sound like something Yeah, it, no, it's it a folding couch chair. Couch it couch is a, chair. It's yeah, a
0: form of deck chair, yeah. yeah
1: God. So <laughs> I admit it. So you take one out in the car with you. Yep. Yeah. And and stop.
0: Well, the, the, where I live is is got some beautiful rolling vistas a bottom end of the Cotswolds and and I just like the the smell and the sounds of the sort of natural England I mean it's a it's I suppose because I was born in the dust and flies belt in Australia I just realized what a privilege it is to be in this countryside and there are copses all over the place and what I tend to do um, is is just sort of stop somewhere go and put my chair not quite in the middle of one of these copses because I like to be able to look out, mm. but further, far enough into it to hear the sort of rustling animals and listen to the birds. And this time of the year, it's perfect. Yeah. And the weather's good. Yeah. So I just do it.
1: Yeah. And you, so, I, I, you said the other week that that was a bit sad. And I, th- I, I don't think so at all. But in the spirit of camaraderie, I have a small motoring confession. Yeah. Which is that when the sun is out and it's a nice day and I'm down the garden fixing working on a car or a bike or whatever. And I started doing this last year for the first time. I was under the... uh, around the back of a Volkswagen Beetle lying on a rug that I'd put down in the garage and the sun was streaming through. I think I had some cricket on the radio. And I was was wearing a hoodie. And it was mid-afternoon. I was having that sort of mid-afternoon lull that I might have otherwise gone inside for a cup of coffee. But I, I didn't. I just pulled the hoodie up slightly over my head and I leant back and a little nap on the garage floor. <laughs> How long <laughs> was forth? do you know it? Oh, I don't know, probably about half an hour or so, something oh, like that. Perfect. Came back round to, you know, the stone. and I just it was slightly unintentional, but I thought, God, this could be a thing. I, I, this could be yeah, this could be what I this could be what I do on a weekend afternoon when I'm working on a car. Yeah. Is stop and have a little a little nap on the floor. Oh, I like think
0: a, I think this is extremely good for your relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll bet you Benefited. I bet mm. you were better for it. Oh, I
1: feel much better for it. Uh, you know, when somebody says, Did you have a nice day? You go, Yeah, quite a productive day, yeah. but also quite a restful one at the same time. And anyway, it's a bit
0: out of your usual, you know, yeah, zone, out of your usual isn't zone, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway, if you uh, listening have any motoring confessions, well, within reason, <laughs> then let us let us know what they are. Autocar at haymarket.com on the email. Just before we take an advert break, uh, Volkswagen Golf.
0: Steve. Well, they're killing L-I-P. it aren't they Yeah. yeah. Just suddenly overtaken by regret. I've never owned one. Never run a long term. I've driven a lot of them, but mm. and always admired them. For um, you know, variously. You know, some are better than others. Golf three wasn't very good. Golf five was amazing. That was the mm. one that, with with all the extraordinary quality built in, so too much quality really, because you know they didn't make any money out of it. But always a good car, always a good proposition. The car that when your neighbour asks you what the hell car they're gonna buy. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the bar golf. I used to say a VW golf or any Toyota. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just you because you can guarantee if you have that conversation again six months later and they and you say, How is it? You just yeah. get the answer,
0: yeah. Right. I that's love fine. that when you when you when you do talk to somebody that you've you've foolishly given them a bit of advice to mm. and you encounter them later and they say, Oh mate, it was great. Yeah. Don't you think that's uh, that 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 is um, fulfilment? That absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But it comes. Well, it depends who it is,
1: because it's if it's somebody who just says, "I just want A to B transport." Yeah, I mean they don't because it's like saying, "I want a fridge to keep my food cold." Well, you do, but you also want a little light to come on when the door opens, and you want somewhere separate to put the salad so it doesn't go soggy, and you want somewhere to put the smelly onions and cheese and stuff. Yeah. you know, you want they want much more than that, but they don't know it, but. When you say to them yeah buy a buy a toyota or buy a honda jazz or whatever and six months later they come back oh brilliant brilliant yeah yeah wouldn't have anything else man exactly (laughs) uh so the golf is volkswagen is ending it at some point
0: soonish yes i think they've just announced that they will end it um Mm -hmm. i don't believe it there was talk that in the beginning when the management changed recently there was talk that they would continue to build an electrified version alongside the ID3 i believe but that okay. but that's not survived yeah it does seem a bit superfluous to have two electric cars yeah. at the same size doing the same thing doesn't it at least yeah and i th- i look at the ID3 and i see golfish tendencies mm. and I, mm. I was not everybody loves the ID3 possibly because there's been this software glitches and things like that mm. but i've liked the car right you know i liked it in all its forms and Enjoyed driving it. It's pretty
1: good to drive, isn't it? Yeah. I like the kind of balance because it's rear-wheel drive with the the steering is is uncorrupted un by yeah. any you know any drive stuff. Yeah. It steers quite nicely, I think. Quite a nice balance chassis, chassis balance to yeah, it.
0: i And there's the, the things that you've we came we have become used to with the VW the lovely smooth um, <coughs> sort of un unadorned archi- interior architecture. Driver. I like all that simplicity. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't like the infotainment system, no. but I but I do like the the design. Do you think at some point, when there are so many ID cars on the road, they'll eventually say, actually, the next generation ID3, we're going to call it Golf? Oh,
0: they'll have to. I, I think they'll have to do something about all those anonymous names. Because mm. the, <clears throat> the concentration, to me, has been on the engine, you know, getting these cars out, making them work, fill the market niches. Now... Um, but but they've got to have they've they've got to acquire a character, otherwise um, people won't desire them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good. We will take a very short break. Steve and I will be back with more My Week in Cars just after this. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? what car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks and where would you go to buy that car what car car buying made easy visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car hello welcome back to my week in cars you can write to us autocar at Haymarket.com. ray jepson has done that. He says, with regards to your comments on country of origin information for cars, which we talked about last week, in the US, car window stickers are required to put some country of origin information. Most have place of final assembly, percent of North American content, largest foreign percent content, content, sorry, and engine and transmission origins.
0: Didn't know that. I didn't know
1: that either. Not a bad no. idea,
0: is it? No, good idea.
1: Yeah. Shall we talk my column? Which yeah. Is, Sort of on that theme, really. It's uh, because it it follows on from a, a letter we had last week. I was going to write about it in my column last week, but then that government zero emissions proposal, which we'll mention later, overtook things. And it's... Uh, oh, it's just a riff on that, basically. The, the... At what level of moral obligation does the consumer have for worrying about what they buy? Yeah. And I cool. don't... And I don't know, it feels like maybe... I mean, the the conclusion of my column is once upon a time you bought stuff locally that was probably designed and engineered and made locally. And it was made by people who kind of think like you do and probably have your values. And if they didn't have your values, you probably didn't know about it anyway. So it's fine. But today, and it's hard not to be. A hypocrite and take us if you would take if you take a stance on something a moral stance on something and say i said i'm not going to buy anything from a, a country whose regime i don't like and whose actions i don't like yeah well i mean where does that start and end and so our letter last week said mg cars are cheap cheaper than competitors we should be concerned or we should have pay some attention to the f- to the reason that they are cheap and they're owned by MG is owned by SAIC which is a Chinese state owned company so it's built cheaply and I mean lots of lots of charities lots of countries don't like what the Chinese state is is up to yeah and uh, but you know you can't you can't buy you can't buy anything that doesn't no. have some China content and also any country in the world when you look at it probably has some bits in their recent history that you oh, yeah. would rather Think not and too kindly um, towards, and I basically I don't, I don't draw a conclusion because how can you?
0: Mm, on that? Well, I think also that it's so complicated. Mm. When I was a kid, lots of my dad's um, uh, confreres had been Japanese prisoners of war, mm-hmm. pretty badly treated. In mm. you know, they hated Japanese cars. People Japanese cars were not allowed to park in particular car parks in the town I lived Ooh. in. Yeah, um, you were you were kind of um, not. Greatly admired for buying a Toyota, mm. and that obviously passed. But I think the one thing that you can argue in favour of, where you know, parts being sourced across the world and cars being built across the world, is that it does calm the place down. You know, if you know the Chinese, for all their faults, or all our, well, our vision of their faults, are seen as um purveyors of things, and they they value our market. They mm. they. Need to have a care about what we think because if our market went away, they would be the poorer. We yeah. would too, but they would be. Yeah. And and that seems to me to be an issue. The, I think the Yanks, the thing we were just talking about, of uh, probably they probably do their own consumers a, a favour because there are no absolutes anymore. You can't sort of say I am not buying this thing because it's got a a, a you know a Chinese or a, a Taliban, you know, you oh yes, the, Taliban, the Taliban supercar, Taliban. yeah, um, it's got a such-and-such such rivet yeah. in it. But you can have a look and say, well, you know, on a, I, I want to make my decision on a on a, on a balance. And mm-hmm. if it's got, if it's got sort of un, unfe- you know, more Chinese something content that I don't want, then mm-hmm. I'll ignore it. I think I think to be informed is good. Yeah, for sure.
1: And I think uh, yes, that is a really a good point. The idea that we all benefit from having each other's trade and yeah. if, we're, if we're all buying stuff from each other that does calm things down a bit doesn't it, it, it I mean the, the sheer fact that we trade so much with other countries around the world yeah means that actually we can you know the people who are in charge kind of have to try and get on a bit
0: they do you know? but it, but even when you when you utter those words you know you can hear people with a with an opposing point of view saying mm. this is nonsense you know you should you, you need better principles than that it's it's a tough one it's yeah. a really tough one but I think having some knowledge of of where the bulk of a car is sourced from and made and, and assembled is, is a start and you can make your own decision and mm. b- the thing i won't be doing i don't think is is uh, criticizing anyone else for, for for making a different decision because No I've that's got the other thing just yeah. so damn complicated yeah.
1: we've all got a line haven't we that's where i yeah. came into but this
0: but part. i was i the th- bit in the bag that i liked uh, of yours was was you um, refusing to buy a, a a Taliban-built supercar, yeah. So this,
1: with a with a with Toyota engine, Toyota Toyota engine, a Toyota Corolla engine, but it doesn't say much more than that. But yeah, this past got it got some traction at the start of the late last year, start of this year. They, um yeah, the, a Taliban spokesman in Afghanistan announced that they had at some university or technical institute or whatever in Afghanistan had developed a supercar, and it's um, actually when you see it with the body off, it you see the sort of there is a picture of the the chassis and the structure and you go actually it doesn't look too looks like it's got a sort of an aluminium tub at the bottom and a sort of steel cage over the top yeah. and it's the engines in the middle and it looks quite sleek but then when you see pictures of it rolling around with the body on you think actually it does look a bit shabby but <laughs> anyway it's unlikely that we're going to go and test it anytime it. soon so that's unlikely to be an issue uh, uh away from supercars more usable sports cars get a mention from you, mate. The BMW M2. Well, because particular.
0: of you, you know, I, I, um, I, you know, you 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 drive all this stuff much more than I do, and that, you know, the GR86 we talked about before, and you know, your love of it is is not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, it just does so much for 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 you know, with relatively mo- not modest components, but not not exotic. And then we've, the M2, the BMW M2 has been all over the place this last week or so, and I just find that I admire those cars, you know, for the compactness and the and the the the, the lovely thorough development by people we've we've met and we admire, mm. and that they just seemed like a couple of good cars that was still playing the traditional tune in a way that I approve of.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. They're um, they're the. They're the- they're the right size the engines in the front that the rear wheel drive they've got a limited slip differential and in a compact not too powerful nature those for me are the basics that you can do very little wrong from yeah, yeah. that's yeah that's perfect starting point now what's you know what do you go from there yeah and you would drive one of those over most supercars is that fair
0: i would mm. i would i would indeed and i I think you would have a better experience. The thing there are various things that um, people don't think about in hypercars. I, you know, and it, it, they're seen as boring until they till it goes wrong. Ground clearance, mm-hmm. visibility, mm-hmm. particularly three quarter rear or f- full rear. You know that sort of thing. Ventilation often poorly done in these. You know, in in your hypercar width, mm-hmm. big problem. Access. You know, if you're a you're the, the fuller figure as I am. Um, uh, it's, uh, cause to know about you, you, um, you'd just rather get in a door, you would. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love the, the notion of getting hold of relatively straightforward components and making them into something great.
1: Yeah, I agree, totally, totally. They're my, well, it's no secret. It? They're my favourite types of car. That well, you're,
0: we're, we're, you're about to reveal, and we, I, mean, I think we can probably slightly <clears throat> give a. a, a, a uh, a bit of airtime to a story that will come up shortly. You've made a pretty good case for a for a GR or a, a GT eighty six, haven't you? As a as a as a second hand buy.
1: Oh, as a used car. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have some used car award stuff soon, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how oh, how are we are we just billing that as a used car awards. I don't know how, but anyway, it's a feature coming soon, yeah. isn't it? Which is cool. Yeah, I think as a way to spend a not extravagant amount of money on a car. An early GT86, they're sort of dipping under £10,000.
0: That's just great, isn't it? I mean,
1: some of them are leggy. I had a couple of owners. Some of them have been modded a bit. But if you search around, there are some to be had. You know, some are a long way from where most of the population lives. So it's a long way to, to travel to you know the north of Scotland for most people. Yeah. But... It's work, you know. You're only doing it once. It's and it's a nice trip up there, and it's a great drive back. So I think you know, you should, if you happen to live, you know, most people sort of congregate around the southern eastern bit of England. But you know, there's. there's Would you buy drivers. the Subaru?
0: Is it? Is it? Is the Subaru oh, just the same?
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. The so in the GT eighty six and the BRZ, my understanding is, and we did drive them, not exactly back to back, but pretty close to back to back. I drove them around the sort of my test route near where i where i live my understanding is they are basically the same you could tweak tire pressures a bit the uk engineers or importer of subaru weren't totally sure at the time that the springs and dampers were exactly the same but i think they are pretty much um but this time around we don't get the subaru brz version of the gr86 but given the GR eighty six is sold out completely. That may be an oversight on Subaru yeah. UK's part.
0: Well, I, I hope it is.
1: Yeah, that um, there are, I believe, more s- significant differences just in spring and damper rates between the oh, two. I, see, I, I see. think yeah. But yeah, the BRZ are exactly the same. So theoretically, you could get it serviced in the same places.
0: That makes that car. It always makes me think of Akio, Akio Toyota, who, who you know, sort of brought the joy of cars back to Toyota, yeah, didn't totally. he? Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Proper, proper engineer car. Yeah. Well, you, you've met him because you, we, he was our Isagonis Award winner. That's right, yeah, a few years ago. Few
0: years ago. He turned yeah. up to the, we, we made this little video shoot and he, and he rolled up to the shoot, driving into the picture in a Mini mm. because he, you know, an Isagonis Mini, both because of the name of the award and also because he'd had a Mini when he worked in London years ago.
1: Yeah, did he study here? Did he work here? I, can't remember uh, which he I
0: think he. I think he worked for somebody like Pricewaterhouse, or oh, you know, yeah. one of those, mm. you know, n- businesses that I don't know the function of, but they're awfully important.
1: Yeah, oh, that and but anyway, going back to that point you make on supercars, hypercars, the width and the access and yeah. the ground clearance thing. I mean, that's yeah, that bugs me all yeah. the time, and par- parking spaces are too small. I yeah. think there's been um, a directive recently, which has suggested that they should get bigger. They should be, I think they're two point, I think they're two point four meters wide standard, and it's been suggested that it moves out to two six or something on the basis that most cars are now nearly two meters wide.
0: Yeah, I was talking. Funny enough, I was because I took the wife's mini to to be serviced recently. Mm. My local BMW dealer has got wider car parking spaces. You know mm. they very Sensibly, and I was talking to the service manager who's a, a bloke that knows the magazine and I know well, a guy called Jody Boyle. Hi, Jody, hope you're listening. Um, and he was telling me that the, they've just got an extra 10 centimeters either side, and it feels like a damn tennis court, you know, mm. it's it just makes such a difference.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, my local car park in above the, the multi story at Sainsbury's in Vista has those double lines between two, between oh, space. yeah, and that does feel much, much broader. Yeah. The others. yeah, and it's you can get in and out easily. And I, yeah, I parked outside a different shop the other day, an old you know old school car yeah. park, and in the Volkswagen Multivan, I'm running, and I thought I can pretty much just about just about get out of here. But the person who's parked next to me may struggle to get back in. Yeah, I might go and find somewhere else.
0: Actually, after this after this pod after mm. we finish doing this, my task is to walk across the road from our offices in in uh, Twickenham to the car park which was built for a bunch of Morris miners in about yeah. 1958. Wasn't it? And it's got about eight stories on it, and I have to bring a Ranger over from the top to the bottom. And I'm just <laughs> thinking, oh, God. <laughs> and uh, another bloke put it in there, and he said to me, do you fancy swapping cars, mate? You know, you might like a go in the Ranger over And his, his motivation is that it's me that has to get the damn thing out.
1: <laughs> it is tight, isn't it? It is. It's and tight. it's a problem that we, it's hard to overcome overcome in a lot of yeah. buildings because they're not Mind going you, to we, redesign we both... the whole building, are they? That's you right. Know? No, no, no. no. You, no and yeah. there's, no more space. there's no more space on the way in or on the way out of that car park. Nope. You could draw some new lines, but
0: it's still going to be
1: tight on the yeah. way in and out.
0: You and I have both done it in a Ford Raptor, though, haven't we? Yeah. So. yeah. But it, it, not pleasant. It's unpleasant.
1: It's unpleasant. Niche vehicles we'll finish with this week. The Niche Vehicle Network, do you think they've got some, you're going to well you've, we may revisit this in a week or two but it's one of your things to do is have yeah. a look and see what they think on the um, the government's latest zero emissions yeah this,
0: this sort of dead stop that the government is, is um, seems to have um, imposed on them for mm. 2030 which is even the EU which is you know doesn't have the, the uh, you know an industry as thriving as our um, our Small series um, industry is mm. is allowing various dispensations for for people who who clearly haven't got the the huge advertise uh, sorry um, engineering budget to to make rapid changes to to electrification and mm. and but we for for reasons best known to us have not only got more punitive main main law the twenty thirty law but we we're going to bring these people to a dead stop and yeah. it, and it there, is, there exists this business called a niche vehicle network. I've run across them a few times mm. in previous stories and few lives and I, I just intend to get them on the phone and find out what they're doing about it and seeing, see if there's any way we can bring their difficulties to, to notice. Yeah,
1: I've uh, been thinking a bit more because we touched on this last week in the podcast but the this, the proposals have basically been out for about two hours so we hadn't. That bit, was it. Yeah, through them all. But I've since been thinking. So if you take something like a Caterham Seven or another light weight sports car, they weigh about the same as the battery pack in a super an electric super mini, don't they? So you cannot make a small lightweight sports car with current battery technology that no. is that light. That is five six hundred kilos. You can't. You know. You can't. You can't do it. If you want to use. electric sports car on circuit they wear the through the batteries really quick they get hot really quick they take an age to charge so you can't really make an ev track car very easily either and there is a crossover at some point between um making an internally combusted vehicle it uses less energy and takes up you know, it's, it has less of a burden than making an EV, and at some point in their life cycle, that crossover changes, mm. doesn't it? And mm. an EV becomes more efficient and better for the planet to use. Volvo did a study on it. Who have got a foot in both camps because they make both. I can't remember exactly where they put that crossover, but my was it like either forty or sixty thousand miles or something like that. It was, you know, well into a car's life cycle. Most small lightweight sports cars do. On average, when you look through the classifieds and you look through the age and look through the miles they do, they do 2,000 miles a year. Yeah. Air quality is not a big deal because they tend to be driven where people are not anyway. So yeah. they're not contributing to urban air quality very much. So actually what you're doing is you're taking these small cars and saying they should be less efficient. They should have more burden on the environment because by the time they do the miles that a BEV becomes better for the planet than an internally combusted car, is 20 30 years old. Yeah. By which time you need a new battery. Yeah. Anyway, so what you're saying is you want to make cars those cars worse for the planet and harm the lives of the the hobbyists. The yeah. Very few hobbyists, a few thousand of us out of nearly 2 million cars a year sold in the UK. It's just
0: it's balmy. On a principle. Also the, I think this industry it's it's not credited enough with its ability to inspire people you, you know I, I um, was to drop a name was was um, uh, interviewing Adrian Newey for a story that will will come up and um, his father who was a vet just built a, a Lotus of Land from a kit he had a succession of Mini Coopers He he was a kind of niche vehicle low volume little performance car type of bloke mm. and he inspired his son and those, and he did a pretty good job of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, it it just seems to me that that so much of even even us, you know, you you and me, you know, we started reading these magazines that were were the main medium at the time, or at least for me. Sorry, and, and you're you know several generations younger than I am, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and. Uh, <sighs> You know, it was those little cars. I, I remember that the as a little kid, as the the arrival of the Lotus Seven, I thought it was a miracle. And um, you know, th- this stuff has to continue. Yeah, I think
1: so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a point. I, you you can, if you search for that, um, if you search online for that consultation, you can reply to it. I think there's an email to it. You can you can have your say. You could also write to uh, your local MP. You could write to there are there are classic car uh, enthusiasts in the parliament aren't they and i think and i think you know it's it's i will be making the point too some of them, and yeah, yeah I, if you if you do too i think that would be worthwhile right that probably brings us to the end of this week's pod thank you steve thank you mate yeah, it's been, I, there's so much to get through and it's the highlight of my working week. And (laughs) And mine. mine. Let's hope somebody listens, eh? Yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, you can find us here at your favourite pod provider every week. The Autocar Electric podcast series will be back quite soon, which is uh, James Disdale and me chatting to people around the uh, EV business. You can find Autocar at autocar.co.uk which is packed full of news and reviews but you can find more than that all of our features if you subscribe to us which you can do digitally or you can uh, do it to the magazine which you can find in newsagents or you can subscribe to the print edition which has been on sale every week since 1895 so until next time cheerio Cast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: Hi, I am Dori Shafrir, the co-host of the podcast Forever 35, which is all about the things we do to take care of ourselves, and starting next week, we have a new co-host.
1: It's me. I'm Elise Hugh. I am an author,
0: journalist, and a podcaster. Yay. Elise and I are going to be getting into a lot of the same topics that we've always talked about on Forever 35, like skincare, like getting older, and of course, Forever 35 faves like butt care and Costco.
1: She said Costco. (laughs) I said it. I'm so excited to be coming along on this journey. I am so excited to have you. So listen to Forever 35 wherever you get your podcasts.